Hey friend, do you wanna offer meaningful learning solutions that create behavior change, fit in the flow of work and yield real results for your nonprofit? If yes, this is the podcast for you. Join me as I explore instructional design and leadership development best practices, as well as change management, belonging, and influence. If we haven't met yet, I'm Heather and I've been in your shoes. I'm a learning and development consultant and founder of Skill Masters Market. Before starting my business, I led learning and leadership development initiatives for a large national nonprofit. I know what it's like to need to develop your staff quickly and effectively and to build the relationships and cut through the organizational layers to be successful. And I'm bringing all of that to you in this podcast. So block your calendar, turn off your Teams or Slack chat, and let's dive in. It's learning for good. As I've gotten older, I've become more and more interested in my health. I often dream of working with nutritionists who can assess my body's unique needs, maybe run some tests to see what I'm deficient in, ask me a bunch of questions about my activity level and about my wants and my needs, take into account my age and how that might impact me in the future, and then take all of that information and create a holistic nutrition plan for me. I know there are people like this out there, experts who can order the right tests and ask the right questions and then interpret all that data to create something perfect for me. But I'm not an expert in nutrition, so it feels overwhelming to me. And that's probably why I'm still dreaming about it and haven't yet taken any action. It's like that sometimes. We know what we want a holistic nutrition plan that fits our health needs, or maybe it's a comprehensive training program based on your organization's prioritized competencies, but we don't know how to get there. So we don't start. And I don't want that to be you. This is one of the common questions I get when working with my nonprofit clients to create competency models. It's the now what question. How do we implement this thing? How do we decide what to prioritize? What does this mean for our training offerings? And so today I want to explore how you can use your competency model to develop a comprehensive training program. Now, I touched on this lightly in my Ask Me Anything episode, but I want to do a deeper dive into this topic. So let's jump in. It's learning for good. Okay, so how do you use your competency model to develop a comprehensive training program? I'm going to walk through five steps to help you get there. So the first thing we're going to do, you've already identified your competencies. You already know what skills you're looking for in your organization. So the first thing you're going to do is identify the staff you want to focus on first, or in the case of an association, maybe the type of association member, what their role is, that kind of thing. So are you going to focus on everyone, all of your potential learners? or a certain level of staff, a certain role, or a certain functional area. Maybe it's a department that you want to focus on. That's what you need to do first. Think about which staff you want to focus on or which learner you want to focus on. Then the second thing you're going to do is identify the competencies that are priority for that learner. So let's say you want to focus on everyone, all of your staff or all of your members. You're going to, instead of focusing on all of the competencies for everyone, you're going to focus on one or two priority competencies. So maybe you're going to focus on 
the two that are most urgent or the most important, most essential when you think about the future of work. Maybe you're focused on a certain level of staff or a certain role. In that case, identify the priority competencies for that group. Same if you want to focus on a functional area or a department. Identify the priority competencies for that area. So now you've identified which staff you want to focus on and which competencies are priority for them. The next thing you're going to do is determine the learning needs related to those competencies. So you've already identified what that competency looks like in action when someone is proficient at it. That's your behavioral indicator that's already identified in the competency model. So you're going to review those behavioral indicators and start figuring out what the learning needs are. And this is where your traditional instructional design processes will start to kick in. You want to assess where your learners are compared to where you need them to be. What is that gap? Next, you're going to map out how you can close that gap. So begin to imagine what kinds of experiences will close the gap. It's likely not a one-stop shop, right? They're not likely going to attend one training and be done. So it's going to require multiple learning experiences, probably both formal and informal. There might be some self-paced e-learning. There might be some in-person training or some virtual instructor-led training. There might be some videos. There might be a podcast that you want to create so that you're dripping content over a period of time. You might want to pair someone with a mentor or a coach. All of these experiences can be part of that comprehensive training program. So you want to start to imagine what kinds of experiences will help you close the gap that you identified. And just like a map is a visualization of how you are going from point A to point B or, you know, my house to yours or whatever the case is, you're going to want a map for your learners. And that's what you're really creating here as you think about how to close that gap and what learning experiences might help you do so. You're creating a map. What's the starting point? Where are they headed? What are the stops along the way? As you start to create this, you're designing that learner roadmap for your comprehensive training program. Once you have your learner roadmap, you can start to create the experiences you plotted on that map. So again, you're going to continue with your instructional design processes here. You're going to need objectives to make sure you're hitting those, you're closing those gaps, you're hitting those needs. So you'll follow that instructional design process so that you identified the objectives and you've created the experiences. And now you have this suite of learning experiences that are points along the roadmap. And then you're going to let your learners test it out. The more learners that take that journey from point A to point B, the better you can make that map. You might identify new stops that you weren't aware of or different stops. You might realize you put in the wrong destination or more likely the wrong starting point. Adjust, iterate, and try again. In the end, you'll have a comprehensive training program that allows your learners to develop the key priority skills your organization identified in its competency model as necessary and important. That's it. It's simple, but it's not easy. It's what my team does day in and day out. We love this kind of work. It's both strategic 
because it's aligned with your competency model and compassionately human-centered because you're creating those experiences based on your staff needs. And that's where we thrive. If you want support creating a comprehensive training program for your nonprofit or association, send me an email at heather at skillmastersmarket.com so we can explore your needs together. I'll drop my email address in the show notes. And for everyone else, head over to the Nonprofit Learning and Development Collective and start a post asking your biggest question about creating a comprehensive training program. Between me and your peers from other nonprofits all over the world, we will find the answer and guide you to your next best step. I'll see you there. Until next time on Learning for Good. Hey friend, was this episode helpful for you? Did you like what you heard? Do you want more content like this? Here are three things you can do. Hit subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. Share this episode with a colleague. This means so much to me personally. I read every review, but it also helps me learn what content you like most so I can create more of what you want. All right, turn that Teams or Slack chat back on when you're ready and I'll see you next time on Learning for Good.